0: Hello, geeks everywhere. And yes, we are back talking about Ed, Ed, and Eddie, which is probably my favorite show of all time. Hey, I'm not complaining. Anyway, if you're a new listener to this podcast, then welcome, because you're about to listen to part four of a mini series I started a couple seasons ago, where I basically review each episode of Ed and Eddie by season. So if you want to hear what I think about Seasons 1, 2, and 3, go check out those episodes first. But to put simply, I thought the first three seasons were great, with Season 3 possibly being the best season overall. Although, some fans consider Season 4 as a worthy rival for that title, and I don't blame them because this season had a lot of great episodes. As usual, I'm going to review each episode, list my pros and cons, then give my final verdict at the end. Keep in mind that everything I say is just my opinion, so if you disagree with some things I have to say, that's fine. Again, sorry to those who have been waiting patiently for this episode. You know how busy the geeks and I are, especially with other episodes. It's the fourth season of the Eds and their shenanigans, but is it really the best season overall? I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and this is the Edna Season 4 Retrospective. In Ed in the Bush, the urban rangers go on a camping trip, and the Eds, mostly Eddie, decide to scare them. What's great about this episode is that we haven't seen the Urban Rangers since An O2 and Ed from Season 1. So it's nice to see that the Urban Rangers are still a thing. Granted, we did see Johnny and Rolf wear their uniforms and to serve with Ed from Season 2. But I digress. I also like the continuity moment where Double D reminded Eddie that the whole reason he only wanted to join the Urban Rangers was because he liked their uniforms. Of course, Eddie denied it. This episode had some funny moments like Eddie and Ed trying to pin each other, or when Ed was being dragged away and he said, under the first sequence and Fade to Black. Huh. Despite the rangers going on a camping trip, it's almost treated as a joke when you realize they bought a vacuum cleaner, a recliner chair, and a built-in fire with a generator. Seriously, why would you build a chimney if you weren't going to make an actual fire? Anyway, the Eds were successful at scaring the rangers, but they soon learned the hard way of what happens when you mess with the urban rangers. Rolf scaring the living shit out of the Eds was honestly the best part. I loved how Ed referred to him as the... belly button eater. We still have no idea what Rolf actually did to the Eds, but whatever he did, definitely traumatized them for at least three days. (sighs) Overall, it's a good episode. See no Ed. The Eds are nowhere to be seen, much to the excitement and concern of the kids, but Kevin remains skeptical, believing they're up to something. I feel like this episode gets overlooked at times, and I regret not putting it in my top 10 list, or at least an honorable mention, because this episode is actually amazing. For once, the kids are in the spotlight instead of the Eds, Granted, we've seen episodes from other shows that featured side characters instead of the main ones, but to see Edna utilize that trope was genius. First off, I like the little hints they left to give us an idea of what the Eds were doing, such as finding a monkey max and a monkey glove at Jimmy's party, then eventually finding a trail of bananas down the lane. It turns out, all those hints were actually signs of the Eds' latest scam, a monkey-themed amusement park called Chimp World. Obviously the kids were excited because they could finally have fun without paying, but they soon realized that everything was clearly unfinished, leaving them in dangerous spots. Though it was pretty funny to see Kevin freak out because he assumed this was all part of the Ed's plan. In actuality, it was just a freak accident. It wasn't until the last two minutes of the episode where we finally learned what happened to the Ed's. Throughout the whole episode, the Ed's were trying to look for the Monkey Max. Yes, the same Monkey Max that Johnny found earlier. Yeah, it does sound a bit underwhelming, but it works. And Eddie was so hell-bent on finding Max that he even ripped off his friend's clothes to see if it was there. That shit killed me. This was a great episode overall, and it did a perfect job hiding the show's main characters, unlike that horrible Spongebob episode called... Gone. You know I'm not wrong about that shit. Is there an Ed in the house? Sarah is feeling sick, so Ed and Jimmy compete to see who does a better job at taking care of her, which takes a heavy toll on Eddie's late scams. Even though Sarah treats Ed very poorly throughout the show, it is kind of wholesome to see Ed take care of her, which is what an older brother is supposed to do. But all that is almost wasted because of Sarah's incompetence, and Jimmy acting like an arrogant little shit. Though there's still some funny moments here and there, like Ed using a vacuum to clean out Sarah's nose, Jimmy stuffing her face with grilled cheese sandwiches, while Ed does the same thing with fruits and... veggie tables. Or when they kept trying to read two completely different books at the same time. Other highlights include the beginning where the Eds offer a photo shoot scam, but instead of capturing real photos, they had Ed draw a picture of Rolf. Or, to be more accurate, a drawing of Rolf about to get eaten by a mutant bus driver, as well as the driver's Ed scam, where Double D was the instructor while Ed was the motor, which goes as well as you expect. Plus, you gotta give Ed credit for staying up for himself, even though it didn't last long. Overall, it's a good episode, and Ed is born. The Eds decided to make a home movie so Eddie can show his brother how cool he is. If you recall, this episode also made the top 10 for me. If not for the humor, then definitely the concept, because I want to say 80-90% to of the episode is shown through the view of Ed's camera. Almost like you're watching a found footage film. And Eddie's cheap attempts to make him look cooler was hilarious. From him claiming he was so rich he was able to buy planets, Kevin being the neighborhood dork, or being in charge of the playground. But those aren't the only humorous parts. Because one scene, Ed briefly ate his camera whole. That shit had me in tears. Boy, I can't wait to see that part, Double D. Yes, let's nod and say we did, (laughs) Ed. Or when the Eds were at the junkyard only to get ambushed by the cankers. This all led to the funniest part of the episode where Eddie had cardboard cutouts of the kids and gave each of them his autograph, until the real Rolf showed up and when Ape the Eds were stealing his chickens again. And to make it extra funny, the camera dies out at the end, which means all of Eddie's attempts were completely wasted. To be fair, even if they did save their footage, there's no fucking way Eddie's brother would buy any of that. This episode was amazing, and definitely top 10 worthy. One size fits Said Jimmy wants to be a star, and the Eds help him out by making him a sumo wrestler. Yes, out of all the things they chose to make Jimmy famous, they went with sumo wrestling. Then again, Ed was acting like a sumo earlier, which gave Eddie the inspiration. Speaking of Eddie, this episode is more symbolic than people realize, especially when it comes to not thinking things through. Let's be real. We all came up with big plans, but sometimes they don't work out because of careless thinking. In this case, Eddie was so hell-bent on fanning up Jimmy that he didn't realize sumo wrestling was only popular in Japan. That only made things more difficult when the Eds tried to get Jimmy and his large ass over to Japan. To be fair, their attempts were priceless. First, they tried mailing him, which of course failed, and towards the end, they tried catapulting him, which led to Eddie and Ed getting crushed. That was the funniest part if I'm being honest. Oh yeah, Ed and Jimmy's quote-unquote wrestling match was pretty funny too, especially the part where Ed managed to hide inside Jimmy's belly button. (laughs) Overall, a very funny episode. Pain in the Ed. Ed is forced to practice playing the violin, which becomes a hindrance towards those around him, mostly Eddie. First off, I love how Ed's playing was so bad that the music notes actually hit Eddie, taking the phrase, Music hurts to a whole new level. (laughs) I also like the beginning where Eddie glued carpet fur to his armpits to make it look like he has armpit hair. Of course, nobody bought it. Hell, not even Ed was convinced. If Ed of all people is smart enough to notice, then you know you've hit rock bottom. (laughs) The rest of the episode involves Eddie trying to smash the violin, but Double D kept stopping him because he was the only one who supported Ed. That plus Jimmy was spying on them, so there was snitching waiting to happen. Hell, they even tried smashing the violin, accidentally, which involved a large replica of the Statue of Liberty. Talk about extreme measures. Ironically, Double D was the one who smashed the violin, and it was purely accidental. Rip Ed's violin. <sighs> Good episode overall. Ed overboard. The cankers kidnap Ed, so Double D and Eddie enlist help from the Urban Rangers. Much to Eddie's annoyance. Despite having a very simple premise, this was a fun episode to watch. Especially in the beginning where you actually feel bad for one of the cankers. In this case, May asked her sisters to give her a makeover, but instead, Lee and Marie purposely made her ugly. Wow, what a bunch of bitches. Or when the Eds opened up an arts and crafts store which included Ed gluing his head to one of the tables. Don't ask how. But most of the humor occurs when the urban rangers began their rescue mission. To put it simply, their plan was to have Rolf distract them by cleaning their barbecue grill while Jimmy and Johnny untie Ed. But go figure, Ed's stupidity is what caused him to get caught, but what happened to Eddie and Double D? Well, they do end up saving Ed, but left the Urban Rangers behind to get tortured by the Kankers. Yeah, Rolf was definitely pissed off by that. (sighs) I also like the scene where Double D finds a cookie stuck to Ed's back, which he claimed he was saving. Disgusting, but hilarious. Honestly, my favorite part has to be when Double D forced Eddie to team up with the Urban Rangers, only to respond by saying, I'd swear, but standards won't let me! good episode overall. One of those Eds. Eddie finds a quarter on the sidewalk and desperately tries to remove it, but it wasn't long until the other kids find the quarter as well. This episode feels underrated in my opinion. Sure, characters fighting over the same thing isn't exactly new, but this episode captures that trope almost perfectly. Before that, I loved the beginning where Eddie tried selling a mattress to a very exhausted Johnny, even having Ed as one of the mattresses. However, this game quickly backfired because the mattress they sold to Rolf was a wooden board painted to look like a mattress. But it gets better once Eddie finds the quarter and soon fights with the other kids to claim ownership. Hands down, the best moment was when Rolf found the quarter and tried removing it by giving it the almighty three-shoe beating. Bro, that shit kills me every time. Another moment that was equally funny was watching Ed obsess over everyone's shoes. It's so random that it works. Not to mention the ending where the Eds built a giant spider-like contraption so they can dig out the quarter but even that failed. We soon find out that the whole reason why the quarter is stuck was because it had a piece of bubblegum attached to it, which just so happened to belong to Johnny. A very wacky episode, but I love it so much. They call him Mr. Ed. The Eds make their own company as a way of moving up in the world, and I mean that shit both metaphorically and literally. This was another fun episode in my opinion, as the Eds did a good job capturing the whole office building environment, such as Eddie acting like the boss and answering a bunch of phone calls, including one from his mom. Double D being his assistant, Nas being a receptionist, Jimmy was put in charge of interior design, Johnny and Plank working in the mailroom, and Rolf being a security guard. But what about Ed? Well, throughout the whole episode, Ed was putting a bunch of random shit on top of the elevator. That way, he can keep making up, including a scene where there were literally TWO EDS lifting a steel beam. Unfortunately for Eddie, things go downhill when Kevin shows up, and the kids find out they weren't getting paid for doing their jobs. To be fair, we never actually find out what type of business Eddie was going with, which is kind of a flaw. Thankfully, the ending made up for it. Of course, I'm talking about the scene where Ed made the elevator so tall that he and his friends end up in outer space, which led to them being trapped on the moon until the next episode. (laughs) Oh yeah, the beginning where Ed literally went through Double D's maze also killed me. Great episode overall. For the Ed, by the Ed. The kids nominate Plank for King of the Cul-de-Sac, and Eddie decides to run against him. It's the election-themed episode he's seen in other shows, but with Ed and A humor. Then again, it's a little ridiculous to see Eddie get jealous of a piece of wood, but the humor is what saved this episode for me. Especially when Eddie had Ed dig up some... dirt... on Plank. Not surprisingly, Ed took that phrase literally. <laughs> At the very least, Eddie was able to find a photo and expose Plank in front of the kids. Even though we have no idea what the fuck Plank did in that photo, it was hilarious to see everyone take it seriously. At the end of the day... No amount of pettiness could save Eddie's chances of winning, as Plank wins by a landslide, with Eddie only having one vote, which was to himself. The only other votes were for Rolf and a cookie Ed was eating. Speaking of which, those are probably my favorite parts of the episode. During the voting scene, Ed ate a whole plate of cookies, including the plate itself, that presumably used the voting booth as a bathroom, because after Ed casts his vote, you see a bunch of flies circling around the booth as he leaves. Don't think I'll pay attention to details like that. As for Rolf, in the beginning, he was terrified by the story of how Johnny Plank rescued Jimmy from the cankers, which, according to him, Hey, what them birds saved you from three evil witches and a creepy crawly? Mama! The fairy tales, that whole has come true! Hmm. Good episode either way. Little Ed Blue. Ed is having a bad day, so Double D and Eddie do all they can to cheer him up. This was another episode that made the top ten for me, mainly because of his concept. When you really think about it, Ed is always seen as absent-minded, cheerful, and dim-witted. But here, we get to see him act all angry, stubborn, and straight-up violent. Hell, even Sarah was terrified by this. Which is honestly one of the best parts. Not just in this episode, but the series in general. As Ed finally put that little bitch in her place. <laughs> I'll admit, the beginning gave me a good laugh too when the Eds tried doing a movie theater scam. Which failed because the kids were interested in doing a food fight than watching the movie. But the real humor begins when we get to see Double D and Eddie's attempts to cheer up Ed. Eddie tried using brute force, which goes as well as you expect, while Double D tried using stuff Ed would normally be amused by, such as comic books, a turkey with a candle, and even a puppet show in which Ed incinerated using baron beef beefed it from once twice bitten Ed. I think Eddie said it best. Nice toy! Speaking of Eddie, Double D had him dressed up as a chicken towards the end, and even that failed. As expected, Eddie lost his patience and lashed at his friend. This led to the funniest part of the episode in my opinion, where Ed rips off his unibrow and screams, BIG TROUBLE! and goes on a rampage while destroying the playground. Dude, I fucking die of laughter every time I see Ed rip apart a slide, and every ride with his bare teeth. But thanks to Johnny and Plank oddly enough, we finally find out why Ed was acting this way. It turns out, Ed had a pebble in his shoe. Yeah, I'm fucking serious. It's something so simple that made the humor even better. Oh yeah, before I forget, I also love the scene where Eddie finds a magazine in Ed's bed called Chicks Galore, which turned out to be more literal than you think. Hmm. <sighs> An excellent episode overall. A twist of Ed. After getting tortured by the Cankers again, the Eds end up using reverse psychology on them. This was yet another episode that made the top 10 for me. Once again, it has to do with the concept. By this point in the series, fans were sick of seeing the Cankers torment the Eds in almost every episode, so it was definitely great to see the Eds finally give the Cankers a taste of their own medicine. I mean, for fuck's sake, Lee was hiding inside of Eddie's shower. That's crossing the line. And I find it funny how Rolf was the one who inspired Double D to try reverse psychology in the first place. Mind you, all he did was kept breaking giant rocks with a small rock. In a way, it kind of relates to their phrase, fight fire with fire. Double D and Ed's methods on flirting with the cankers is where the humor mostly excels, with Double D reorganizing their socks in bedroom, or Ed offering them pancakes and kisses in the dark. Unfortunately, Eddie was still timid around the Cankers, which caused him to see through this facade. Needless to say, the Ed's moment of glory falls short. Thanks a lot, Eddie. Despite that, it was still an amazing episode. You're Ed here. Oh god. Another infamous episode. Kevin learns that Eddie's middle name is Skipper, and he's worried that he'll tell everyone. Before I talk about why this episode gets all I hate, let's mention some positives first. Yes, I have the balls to say that this episode has... good parts. First off, I love the whole wax model scam that the Eds did earlier. Especially the scene where Ed took off Johnny's eyes and put them on his wax counterpart. That was funny as hell. As well as the scene where Ed and Double D were playing tic-tac-toe, even though Ed couldn't understand the concept much to Double D's annoyance. The last reason I have for debating this episode might be the weakest, but I'm kinda happy that we got to know Eddie's middle name. Think about it. We've gone through over three seasons at this point, and none of the characters aside from the Cankers have ever revealed their last names let alone their middle names, so it's nice to know that the ads at least have middle names. However, this episode has problems. One of the biggest problems that come to mind was Kevin, who essentially blackmailed Eddie throughout the whole episode. He knew Eddie was willing to do anything to not let the others find out his secret, and took advantage of that. Except Kevin told everyone anyway, which means Eddie made an ass out of himself for nothing. Come on, that's fucked up! Then again, you could make the argument that Eddie probably deserved it because he tortured Kevin with his scams for 3 plus seasons. Still, I couldn't help but feel bad for Eddie. The ending is also problematic because at first it was setting up the message that he shouldn't care what other people think. Until Double D reveals that his middle name is more embarrassing than Eddie's. And what's Double D's middle name you may be wondering? Marion. And Eddie, being the asshole that he is, told everyone immediately, leaving Double D humiliated. Wow, way to contradict yourself in the last 30 seconds of the episode. Despite that, I don't think this episode is that bad, and it does have its moments. Yeah, something tells me I just pissed off a lot of people. Whatever, I shouldn't care what other people think, like this episode was trying to convey. The good ol' Ed. The Eds make a time capsule and reminisce their past memories. This was honestly a great episode, not just for its concept, but the amount of easter eggs and references from past episodes, and you guys know I'm a huge fanboy when it comes to that. This includes but not limited to, Eddie's Puppet from Dessert with Ed, which happens to be named Edo. The Fat Freaky Sue from Its Way Ed, The Hypno Wheel from Looking to My Eds. The Turkey Baster Slash Canadian Squirt Gun from Know It All Ed. Hell, there was even the fish Eddie used to duel against Rolf from Dueling Eds, and so much more. Seriously, this episode was like a love letter for the first three seasons, and I loved it. Not to mention items that are from scams slash moments we never seen before, which was another highlight for me. Starting with the remote that was apparently used for a time machine related scam, where they tricked Jimmy and Johnny into thinking they were back in the prehistoric times. Second, there was a golden jug which Eddie and Ed used to try and cure Double these hiccups. And lastly, a spatula which according to Ed, they used to make the world's biggest pancake. That was the funniest part in my opinion. Especially when Ed accidentally dumped pancake batter over the kids. Ed, what in heaven's name have you done? It's a boy! That part always gets me. <laughs> I also love the part where Eddie has had enough of flashbacks and smacked Ed saying, I hate clip shows! This episode was amazing and one of the best the season has to offer. Thick as in Ed. Ed reveals to have a hunk of cheese in his jacket named Shelton, which he apparently kept in his pocket for 57 days straight. Not surprisingly, it becomes a hazard to his friends, mostly Double D. This episode has a lot of humorous moments, but there's one part that I found interesting, and that's the conflict between Ed and Double D. These two have had solid friendship throughout the whole series. Even though Double D was sometimes turned away by Ed's poor hygiene and stupidity, And likewise, Ed being sometimes turned away by Double D's intelligence and cleaning fixation, they still respected each other. Here, they kept arguing because Ed refused to give up his jacket, and Double D wouldn't give him his hat. And to see Eddie act as the mediator for once is actually unique and funny. Although, he only cared about getting his scam underway. Which involved catching frogs and letting people race them for a grand prize. Mittens. Yeah, that's perfect for the summertime. This led to one of my favorite parts where Ed dressed up as a female frog so they could lure them in. In actuality, they were trying to distract Ed so they can get rid of Sheldon, but Ed was quick to figure out something was up. Eventually, Eddie had enough, and he yanked Sheldon from Ed's hand and tossed him in the lake. RIP Sheldon. At least Ed and Double D were able to patch things up, until Ed revealed they had a disgusting fish skeleton under a shirt named Agnes, thus repeating history. (sighs) I also liked the beginning where Ed was dreaming he was in a crayon world and started rhyming. That's the third time he get exposed to Ed's dream world, funny enough. Overall, it's a pretty good episode. Sorry, wrong Ed. Eddie gets a new phone from Rolf, who tried to bury it at first, but after one incident after another, Eddie is convinced that the phone is cursed. Some people either love or hate this episode, but I personally love it. Of course, this is the part where I explain why this episode gets a lot of hate, and why I'm defending it. (laughs) First off, it's an entire episode about Eddie getting his ass kicked, which sounds funny, but sometimes the episode takes it too far. Hell, some people even go as far as say it's like one of those Squidward torture episodes from Spongebob. However, the main problem people have is that Double D kinda acts like an asshole throughout the episode. We all know Double D is a boy with scientific beliefs, so of course he would believe that every incident that happened to Eddie is just coincidence and there's no curse whatsoever. Yet, he didn't show any concern towards his friend whenever he got hurt. Which yeah, I understand the argument, but to be fair, it's not that bad. Even so, you can't deny how hilarious it was to see Eddie get his ass beat throughout the episode. It started off simple with him getting hit by his own record. But then we have moments with him getting crushed by an ice cream bike, sprayed by a skunk, crushed by a lamppost, and even getting run over by a giant truck. Bro, I fucking die every time I see that. Even when Eddie tried giving the phone away to Johnny and Plank, he was still cursed. As shown when he was crushed by a tree, trampled by hippos, and eventually his house fell apart on him. Good luck explaining that to your parents, Eddie. (laughs) Oh yeah, this episode also featured one of my favorite headlines. Eddie's a pain now! who we'll have to call you back! Despite the problems I mentioned, this was a great episode. Fight me. Robin Ed. A mysterious hero named Captain Melonhead steals and gives the kids back their money, and Eddie swears revenge on him. If the title didn't give it away, this episode borrows elements from the classic tale of Robin Hood, except it mostly satirizes the superhero genre. As shown, when Eddie adapts a supervillain persona called Professor Scam. ...solidifying that Eddie sometimes acts like an antagonist. <laughs> Still, it was epic and hilarious to see Eddie fight off Captain Mellonhead. Hell, he was even able to shoot money symbols from his forehead. Or as he calls it, the Ray of Riches. That shit blew my mind when I first saw it. Because I was like, did Eddie's greediness neutralize into a superpower? Then again, Captain Mellonhead is able to throw acorns that grow into trees in an instant. So it's best not to question it. But, in typical superhero fashion... Captain Melonhead surrenders himself until Professor Scam's minions betray him, allowing the hero to triumph. In other words, Double D and Ed, mostly Ed, saved Captain Melonhead from being dunked in a tub full of gravy thanks to the thingamabob machine they used in the beginning. Although, Ed mostly did this so he can save his gravy. Hey, I don't blame him. His gravy was about to be tainted with watermelons and other germs Johnny must be carrying. <laughs> oh yeah, if it wasn't obvious already, Captain Melonhead and Splinter the Wonderwood was Johnny and Plank this whole time. And they don't even try to hide it. <laughs> Either way, it's still a good episode. A case of an Ed. Double D is concerned that he has a fatal disease called the Lackadaisy Daisy Cathro Disease, and becomes very depressed. Meanwhile, Kevin is grounded, which makes him the perfect target for Eddie and Ned. Yeah, even as a kid, I knew that disease was fake. Yet they made it work for the episode's conflict. Especially when Double D started to realize that all of his habits were identical to the symptoms. But leave it to Eddie and Ed to make this into a joke. Adding more symptoms like feeling confused, wearing the wrong shoe size, or getting kicked by someone. Yeah, it's another episode where Eddie and Ed torture Double D for no reason. But thankfully it's not as bad as My Fair Ed. Admittedly, the scene where Dr. Ed, yes Dr. Ed, tells Double D he only has till lunchtime to live was hilarious. In fact, The B-plot about them tormenting Kevin was what I mostly loved about this episode. As it provided great humor, it started off simple with them toilet papering his house. Then you have Eddie ringing his doorbell many times, Ed rubbing his painted toes on his window, Eddie fishing out Kevin's clothes and eventually mooning him. The funniest part of the episode has to be towards the end. Of course, I'm talking about the scene where Eddie and Ed built a brick wall around his house. But the joke was on them because Kevin wasn't going to be grounded forever. Because according to him... I got out early for good behavior. And he chased them all the way to Eddie's house. Granted, Eddie and Ed tried locking the door, but Double D gave him the spare key as payback for earlier. That scene where Eddie and Ed dance around the living room and Kevin joining in only to beat the shit out of them was another highlight for me. Also, shout out to Naz for helping Double D realize he wasn't sick. It really shows that she does care for the Eds. When she's not getting scammed, that is. Overall, a very funny episode. Run for your Ed. Ed gets a ship in the bottle stuck on his finger, and desperately tries to remove it. Little did they realize that chip in the bottle belongs to the cankers, who go on a rampage trying to look for it. And I mean that shit literally. Because in one scene they go into someone's house, and in a matter of seconds, the house collapsed and a fucking earthquake appeared. And the worst part is, the cankers showed absolutely no remorse for all the damage they caused. Yet those moments made me laugh my ass off. Especially when you stop and say to yourselves, Wow. All this shit, just for shipping the bottle. Then again, they mentioned it was a family heirloom, so it's kind of important. And the fact that the Eds were oblivious to most of it made it even funnier. Speaking of which, some of my favorite parts include Eddie and Double D's attempts at trying to remove the bottle, such as Eddie pulling Ed's arm so far that multiple trees landed on him, or when Double D tried to squirt soap on Ed's finger, which of course failed. Hell, even the scene where they tried using sticky tape to remove the bottle gave me a good laugh, because they accidentally destroyed part of Double D's ceiling much to his horror. However, this led to another great moment. The cankers show up to Double D's house, and Double D, without saying a word, just quietly locks the door as you hear his heart beating, only for him to yell, OH LORD, THAT SHIP IN THE BOTTLE BELONGS TO THE cankers! KANKERS! EVERY MAN FOR HIMSELF! WHO what, where, why?" But, in a bizarre twist, the cankers remove the bottle rather easily, and yet somehow Void gained harmed, or kiss for that matter by the cankers. It's a little anticlimactic given how much trouble he caused. Oh yeah, can't forget about the scene where Rolf's animals were able to sense danger was coming. And Rolf somehow was able to hear that said danger through a fucking turkey leg, before he trapped himself and his animals in his storm cellar. As well as the final scene where we cut back to Rolf who's still in the storm cellar. You know, just to remind us that he's still part of the episode. <sighs> a very chaotic but funny episode. Hand Me Down, Ed a mysterious boomerang appears in the cul-de-sac and starts affecting the kids. This episode was definitely something alright, but I will say, it was interesting how they took advantage of the supernatural drama. Granted, we've seen moments here and there, but not as the main story, though you could argue that was sorry wrong ed. And to this day, we still have no idea who owns the boomerang or where it came from, though I will say, witnessing each of the kids get affected by the boomerang was the episode's highlight, because the boomerang essentially makes the victim act the total opposite of their personalities, Starting with Jimmy, who went from a weakling to a tough guy, almost like how he was hypnotized and looking into my Eds. Then we have Sarah, who goes from a spoiled bitch to a total sweetheart. Rolf, who went from an eccentric farmer to now an opera singer. Yeah, I'm just as confused as you. But you can't deny how humorous that moment was. Especially when the ads rang his doorbell, only to get blasted away from Rolf's loud and obnoxious singing. Speaking of the ads, of course they find the boomerang and aren't safe from supernatural effects. Ed goes from being dumb to extremely intelligent, Hostility is the calling card of a weak intellect. I still quote that to this day. Huh. Eddie goes from acting selfish to caring, but in a more motherly way. And I mean that shit literally. Now, if you guys thought Rolf's change was bizarre, wait until you hear double D's, going from this uptight knee freak to a very laid back guy who's almost a shameless nudist. I wish I was making that shit up. Maybe there's a reason why this episode is very mixed for some people. Huh. Despite all the weird directions, I still think it's an enjoyable episode. Stiff Upper Ed. Sarah and Jimmy have an exclusive rich club, and Eddie desperately wants to be part of it. First off, I love how Eddie is so hell-bent on trying to join, even though it's obviously make-believe and they're not actually rich. Then again, this probably goes along with Eddie's desire to be accepted, in which I gotta give the episode credit for. And their attempts to join the club led to a lot of laughs, such as bribing them with a quote-unquote million-buck bill, a yacht which Ed destroyed in a matter of seconds, typical, or even dressing up in togas to which the others weren't impressed with. To be honest, my favorite part of the episode has to be when the Eds were brainstorming ideas, and then suddenly, Eddie gets crushed by their door and was spy against the wall for a good number of seconds. In a way, that kind of reminds me of the Strike episode from Spongebob where Squibber gets trampled by hungry customers. <sighs> Eventually, Sarah and Jimmy did let them join their club, Bastard servants. This includes, but not limited to, Double D forcing to feed Rolf and his Duke at Deli meat, Ed trying to tie Kevin's shoe, Or, most infamously, Jimmy forcing Eddie to carry him, Sarah, and everyone else to the other side of the backyard. Just because. But Eddie was too desperate to even realize he was acting like a slave, which is kinda sad. Oh yeah, the beginning where Eddie dressed up as Naz, Kevin, and even Sarah and Jimmy during the bubble wrap scam kills me every time. Overall, a pretty solid episode. Here's mud in your head. After Jimmy gets swindled, he teams up with Rolf to give Eddie a... Money tree seed. You know the expression, money doesn't grow on trees? Well, this episode takes that to the extreme. Before that, this is one of the few times where you can't help but feel bad for Jimmy. Earlier, he was devastated to see Sarah and Johnny fight. And Eddie, who not only laughed at this, tricked him out of his fortune to go to a place called Smileyville, only for Jimmy to find out they only worked on the entrance gate, while the rest of it was just the lane, which looked a lot more disgusting than usual. Thankfully, Eddie doesn't get away with it because he lost his quarter after giving it to Ed for... safekeeping. WHAT AM I, NUTS?! Yes, yes you are. (sighs) Eventually, Eddie found Rolf's quote-unquote, money tree, and desperately tries to get his own seed, even going as far as trading Rolf everything he owned. Of course, Double D is quick to figure out that this is all bullshit, as Eddie learns that the seed Rolf gave him was actually a discarded spool. Needless to say, Eddie was fucking pissed. In fact, he was so impatient to get his revenge that he and Ed replaced Double D with a hand puppet while he's simply using the bathroom. That scene kills me every time as well as the ending where Rolf and Jimmy swindle Eddie once again by giving him a bolt that they claim was the real Money Tree Seed, which Eddie took without hesitating. I think Ed and Double D said it best. Even I am not that dumb, Double D. An Iris N would be appropriate, don't you think? Thank you. Overall, a really funny episode. Stuck in Ed. Eddie is having trouble coming up with a scam, so he and the Eds get help from Jimmy. It's another episode where Jimmy is involved with scamming, but in my opinion... It's handled much better here compared to *Ed and a Half* show. Hell, the ads even reference that episode when Eddie goes, "Oh yeah, I did. Did we win an Emmy for that episode?" Hardly. <laughs> definitely, my favorite part of the episode was the montage where the ads had to grab all the supplies for Jimmy's super duper scammy whammy. Try saying that three times fast. Which included ten extension cords, ten refrigerators, and a hundred fence boards. Yeah, the ads definitely had their work cut out for them. It turns out. Jimmy's scam was to make and sell giant ice pops, which is honestly perfect for the summertime. Eddie, however, thought the idea sucked, and refused to cooperate with Jimmy. But, the joke's on him because Jimmy's rad ice pops became a huge success. That goes to show Eddie doesn't know a good idea when he sees one. Before that, Eddie did come up with a scam near the end, which involved finding out your hat size. I don't need to explain how pathetic that sounds, and to make matters worse, his only quote-unquote customer was Kevin, who already wears a hat, so he obviously knows his hat size. Overall, a pretty funny episode. Postcards from the Ed. Plank's parents are visiting from out of town, and Ed volunteers to be their tour guide. That is until Eddie decides to take advantage of that. Yes, Plank has parents and they're making Johnny exhausted. It's very creepy but kind of wholesome in a way. To be fair, this episode does become very humorous with how seriously they're taking this concept. Before that, I love the beginning where the Eds built a giant pyramid out of boxes, and Ed was acting like the mummy of... King, tuck your shirt in. This of course failed because Ed was not only late for his grand entrance, but he sneezed so hard that the entire pyramid was sent flying. That shit had me in tears when I first saw it. But it only gets better when Eddie kidnapped Plank's parents and took him on his own deluxe tour guide, where he kept charging them knowing that Johnny would likely pay for everything. Eventually, Double D and Ed do manage to catch up to Eddie, only to witness Plank's parents get decapitated by the monkey bars. Don't worry, it's not as gruesome as you think. Even so, Johnny was outraged by this... And Plank apparently, knows people. And by people, I mean a bunch of wooden boards with scary looking faces to intimidate the Eds. Ed, and Double D for some reason, were frightened by this, but Eddie was bored out of his mind knowing they're just hunks of wood. You'd think Eddie would learn by now he shouldn't fuck with a piece of wood. (sighs) Still, it's an enjoyable episode. Take this Ed and shove it. We've now reached the season finale. And now fitting because it's actually a two-part episode. In part 1, the Eds knows the kids are maturing and Eddie does a scam to give them suggested careers. In part 2, Eddie gets knocked out and wakes up to see him and everyone else as old. If you guys recall, this episode is not only my favorite two parter, but it's my second favorite episode in general. And for good reason. Starting with the beginning where the kids start to show signs of them maturing, such as Johnny and Sarah not being impressed by Panda Eddie and his balloon poochie scam, or Jimmy throwing out his tricycle. Or even Rolf showing off his back hair, which completely shits on Kevin's quote-unquote, beard. But it only gets better once the kids start to take their suggested careers too seriously. This includes, but not limited to, Johnny acting like a gopher, Rolf being a barber who somehow gave Eddie and Ed the same hairstyle he has, with only a pair of scissors and a sausage, mind you. Don't question it. Or Naz acting like a dentist who locked away the jawbreakers the Eds spot. Typical. However, in my opinion, part two is when the episode truly hits its mark. Witnessing all the characters as old was the main highlight, as it shows no matter how old they got, they still act the same, but in a more exaggerated way. Especially Johnny acting more senile, Kevin riding a motor scooter, and Rolf being half-blind while also being hunchbacked and having a long-ass beard. Let's be honest, that scene was pretty fucking funny. Hello, Kevin! Who is this Kevin you speak of? You fool! Rolf does not love you, nice girl. You taunt DROPS turn up, Johnny the What Boy! <sighs> Soon enough, Eddie is convinced that the only way to get back their youth is with the jawbreakers he and his friends bought when they were kids. Yes, the jawbreakers that were locked up for over 90 years. No, not 90. 90 years. You can't make this shit up. Unfortunately, thanks to Ed, the jawbreakers turn to dust and Eddie is petrified, which led to one of the biggest plot twists I've seen in any show. Eddie wakes up from his head injury and is relieved to find out that he was simply dreaming, and that he and his friends are still kids. But, as he was about to enjoy his it immediately cuts back to old Eddie waking up, with old Double D suggested that he must have been dreaming about the past again, revealing that all those past episodes were just memories from the past Eddie dreamt of, and that he and his friends were old this whole time. That was fucking insane! But unique at the same time. However, the main reason why I love this episode so much is because it tackles the one subject all kids fear, growing up. Let's be honest, growing up sucks, but it's part of life and it gets easier the more you accept it. But not to Eddie as he desperately did whatever he can to maintain his youth. In a way, it's kind of relatable because I sure as hell didn't want to grow up, but I knew it would happen eventually. Besides, I can still cherish all the memories I had thanks to the shows and video games I grew up with. In fact, this episode was meant to be the final episode of the series. However, thanks to the show's popularity, it was renewed for two more seasons. Sort of. Four TV specials, and one TV movie which I promise I'll cover in a future episode. And thank God for that, because if the show ended like this, it would've been a nightmare for my younger self. (sighs) Hmm. Oh yeah, before I forget, this episode also has two deleted scenes that were meant to appear in part two. In the first scene, after old Eddie looks in the mirror, he claims he was simply dreaming and calls out to the show's creator to wake him up, even bribing him with a quarter only he found prunes in his pocket instead. But, in the second scene, the Cankers, who are also old, show up and Eddie learns from Double D that they married the Cankers and had their honeymoon in the junkyard. Yeah, Eddie was in deep-ass trouble. And on top of that, the kids also have great grandkids to take care of. Holy shit. Which led to this scene where Eddie hits himself with a cane before waking up. Overall, this episode is still amazing for its humor, concept, and symbolism, as without a doubt one of the best episodes the series has to offer. And that's every episode from Season 4 of Ed, Edd, and Eddie. Going back to why I asked before, is Season 4 really the best season? To be honest, yes. I know, it's fucking crazy to hear me say that because of how much I love Season 3. But it does make sense the more I thought about it. This season felt like the ultimate accumulation of the first three seasons. It has the bizarre and wackiness of Season 1, the humor and diverse approach of Season 2, and the callback references from Season 3 not to mention having one of the most impactful episodes that could have ended the whole series. For those reasons, I have to pick Season 4 as my favorite, though I still love the first three seasons nonetheless. But the hype doesn't stop here, because next time we're about to tackle Season 5 of Ed and Eddie. And let me tell you, there's a lot of mixed feelings towards this season, but I'll be here to talk about it and defend it as much as possible. <sighs> anyway, what are your favorite episodes from Season 4 of Ed and Eddie? Tell us in our Discord server, and message us on Instagram, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to support us on all major listening platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or whatever platform you prefer. Check us out on Twitch at EmanTheLegendary, NuclearBacons, CryptVlogGames, and Carabyte. Also, tell your friends and family about us, especially any fans of Etta and Etta you know. Thank you for listening, and stay true to your geek selves.